Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hello. How are you? I'm halfway through my wine already. Yeah, so. we are. We are <laughs> a little bit toasty. <laughs> it's birthday week. Happy birthday, my beautiful co-host. Yay. Uh, listeners, we're doing a super special break-in episode that, you know, we announced which ones are coming next and then we put this one in between them. Yep. <laughs> Because, because we are unhinged and that is our way. We and we make the rules and, you and then we immediately along. break them and that's yes. all okay. <laughs> and you are along for the ride, so exactly. buckle in. <laughs> but oh. this is a very special week for a number of reasons. Yay. Because this is the week that we celebrate you having gone around the sun one more time. Woo! Solar circumnavigation. Yeah. Nailed yes. it. Yes. And for that, there are some surprises that are here for you. Surprises. So surprise number one, Bronwyn, open our Twitter. Okay. I'm going into Twitter. Ooh. Ooh. Our front page. <laughs> Uh, it took me to an NFT. <laughs> not, not it. I did not do that. That wasn't uh. me. <laughs> okay. Oh, ooh, thirsty on tune. So, and look at the banner as well. Awesome. So, for your birthday, I collaborated with a Twitter artist. <gasps> yes. This known as at avocado zero who is a big fan of heartstopper yes! and for this week made us thirsty on tune heartstopper art so exciting so the avatar the background of the avatar was made by avocado i i put the words on it and then the background for our banner was also made by avocado and you can see it says thirsty on tune just want to read our gay little books with our gay little brains I love it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my God. That is the smallest of the surprises I have. If that gives you an idea about what might be coming. Oh my God. Because that's <laughs> enormous and I love it. Oh, I'm so Art glad you love it. spectacular. Yeah. So I heartstopperified our Twitter for, the, for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing and totally apropos. Right. But there is one more thing. And listeners, I'm afraid I'm going to pause the recording and tell Bronwyn you can hear her reaction, but you cannot hear the secret yet. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Bronwyn, having heard that secret, how are we feeling? Oh my God. Oh, I apologize for getting shrill, but I, sorry, not sorry. Oh, listeners, you're going to be so psyched when we can reveal that thing I'm just terribly teased you all with. Oh my God, there may be flailing. There's flailing. Bronwyn is flushed. It's going to be so good. It's kind of our biggest deal yet, I would oh. say. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Wow. Yep. Yep. You got to make it. You need to breathe. (laughs) Oh my God. That's exciting. This is me fangirling everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But that's very in line for the show. Yes, it is. And you have one more surprise that's on its way in the next week or so. It's not quite finished. Ooh. But it is show related as well. Oh my so. God, you're spoiling me so rotten. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I love surprises. This is so much fun. <laughs> you deserve to be spoiled. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks. So listeners, get on our Twitter and guess what that secret was. I want to see what you all think we're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Yes. So while Broadwin recovers, I'll let everyone know what we're talking about today. <laughs> yep, because I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> uh, so today we are talking about Heartstopper, the show, the books, the fact that it makes our hearts stop all of it around. So uh, if you've only watched the show and you have not caught up on the webtoon, I would do that before because we are going to get spoilery. And if you haven't yet watched the show... We're going to talk about that too. So you might want to be all the way caught up before you dove into this one. And I mean, you might want to be all the way caught up for all of the reasons we've mentioned. And also the fact that you're wasting your life if you aren't totally involved in Heartstopper to the point where it is your life. Yeah. If if you are not currently watching Heartstopper or listening to us talk about Heartstopper and thinking about Heartstopper, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. Heartstopper is currently playing on my TV on mute. Just it's and still it's on. on my phone on webtoons. So <laughs> I just wanted it to keep having views, even while I talked about it on my podcast. <laughs> so it's still playing in the other room. <laughs> oh yeah, this is me rating every episode. <laughs> right, this is me obsessed. This is me obsessed. Big I mean, obsessed. I thought I was obsessed with the with the web. T- I've been, okay. So I've been reading yeah. Heartstopper since before I found Tapas, since before yeah. I found Webtoons. Since, I don't even remember where I started reading Heartstopper. Right. I just, everywhere I go, I found Heartstopper. That was the thing. Yes. So yes. yeah, almost from the beginning, I think I've been reading right. Heartstopper and like, I'll read it week to week and then I will find something else to binge on for a while. And then I'll go back and I'll be like, yay, there's a bunch of Heartstopper to read. Yeah. We own all of the physical copies, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was going to be on Netflix and I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But, you know, usually there's a little bit of reservation uh-huh. in the uh-huh. whole transfer of something sure. I love to a different medium. And like, no judgment or anything like that yeah. because I like it when there's a little difference or they yeah. take you know some artistic license or sure you know like because it's a new audience and it's a new format and it's, it's something new is good yes this is agreed. awesome agreed but holy crap on a cracker this is the most perfect adaptation I have ever seen I this agree. is up there with good omens this is yeah yeah just a thousand percent I can't I can't even express how yeah. glorious this was to see something that's been so meaningful in my life for yeah. so long. Yeah. Be so perfectly rendered. It's flawless. It's, it's flawless. It is flawless. It is. I mean, we are, we are high praisers of things. Obviously we're not big on the picking, but it is still rare that we find something 
without an imperfection. <laughs> like I can't, well, I've watched it through twice since it yeah. came out a few days ago and I'm already like, nope, it's perfect. It somehow is perfect. And like, to be fair, we read and consume a lot a of lot. media. So we are very, we are pretty selective about what we actually talk yeah. about. And we talk about the things we can rave about yes. because mm-hmm. We choose to put positivity into the world. Right. That's yeah. a choice you get to make. Right. We just vaguely imply things that we don't like just for the fun <laughs> of it. That We do that occasionally. And like the webtoon that should not be named. Right. Because there's people out there who enjoy that. And that's yeah. great. Like, And the creator is probably a great person. I have you no, know? you know, we want no harm for them. No. Uh, but we do, we recognize perfection when it is blessed upon us. Right? Like, okay, so we only want to talk about the eights to tens. But when you get a 10 or an 11 in this case, oh yeah. this is a This is a spinal gone. tap, turn it up to 11. This is what yeah. this is, a thousand percent. Oh my God. So we have so much to get into. We're probably going to be weaving in and out of the show in the book. It's going to be a little unhinged because as we mentioned, we're both already drunk. And uh, <laughs> unhinged is basically our raison d'etre. It's so. true. It's true. So Bruno, before we do that, what are you, what are you drunk on? <laughs> I am having a lovely Italian Pinot Grigio. Ooh, <laughs> fancy for your birthday week. Look at I you. Mean, you know, you've got to bring it. Yep. I've got one of my last uh, bright sellers ones. <laughs> Let's look at the card. It's pretty. Wait, you can't see it. It's pretty. Oh, it is pretty. I like that. Um, so this is Petal Press Wine Company's Rosé. Mm. It has notes of strawberry, cranberry, lemon zest, and rose. Delightful. It is a very pretty pink color, and it matches the like aesthetic of the show. So <laughs> true. <laughs> hmm. Do you have a blurb for us? I do, because you know I do. I know, I I know. That's why I threw it to you. (laughs) Oh, God, because we have our babies. We have our Charlie, who's high, strong, openly gay, overthinking. And we have Nick, who's our cheerful, soft, sunshine boy of a rugby player. (laughs) They go to an all-boys school together. Oh, and adorableness ensues. Of course, they become friends, and that friendship, oh, it starts to look like it could be something more very quickly. Oh, goodness. I love this so, so, so much. Me too. <laughs> it, it sounds like such a simple story, and in a lot of ways it is. Yeah. But it's simple that is perfectly executed. Yes, exactly. It is the... It, in the way that like gay wolf book is our paradigm of a romance novel like yes. this is this is the paradigm of a webtoon like yes yeah like you were saying you've had this long history with it this is my first webtoon like yeah. ever like without heartstopper who knows if this show would exist for either one of us right, right? like exactly oh i love it so much it's glorious it's glorious and, like, it's so funny to me that when we started talking about the Netflix adaptation of this webtoon that um you know I was as you know I was excited but it was sort of a tentative excitement I was uh I was looking at the casting choices and it's just bonkers to me how these images of these people were like plucked out of my brain as completely perfect images of these characters and you think okay Sure, you're looking at a webtoon, so you know what these characters look like. Except the webtoon is, it's, 
I don't want to say it's roughly sketched because that implies that the art isn't beautiful. It is beautiful, but it's black and white Mm -hmm. and it is not as finely sketched as some of the other webtoons we've covered. It's a simplistic, like surrealist style. Exactly. It's just, that's, it's a specific stylistic choice. It's not in any way to comment on quality. It's It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's stunning and it's incredibly evocative, but it is a simpler and a more surreal style. So it's not as, um, realism driven yes yes right and I love that they've adapted that a little bit into the web or into the Netflix show with elements of a little bit of whimsy a little bit of animation a little bit of um sparkle here and there it's perfect oh my god it's beautiful it 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 evokes that whimsy in a different way right yes um but somehow even going from a black and white surrealistic Mm -hmm. sort of simplistic style of art to in live action people mm-hmm. these these actors who have been chosen for these characters are all mm-hmm. spectacular they're spot on they're exactly what i yes. imagined they i don't know what witchcraft was used to create the characters from the comics into 3d human beings but i'm not convinced any of these people existed before the show they just appeared as the characters and they like, gave them fully fake formed names. from the head of Zeus. <laughs> right? He said it's the head of Alice Osmond. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm I'm convinced that that actually is a better option. That, so honestly, fully formed from the head of Alice Osmond. Absolutely. Done. <laughs> yes, I know what we're calling this one. <laughs> oh, but yes. <laughs> Look. All evidence shows that Alice Osman is a more functional person than Zeus. So. Oh, yes. Is that a comparison? <laughs> there, that, Alice Osman is a more functional human than many people. Zeus happens to be a very low bar. <laughs> this is true. That is a, yes. Bars on the ground. Bars on the ground. Bar ground. Yep. <laughs> Should we discuss genre? Ooh, we shall. Would you yes. like to go? Oh, all right. Okay. So... This is straight up injection of dopamine Mm -hmm. directly into the brain pan Mm -hmm. with a side serving of actual social commentary, which is so beautifully done Mm -hmm. because usually we get either kind of queer joy Mm -hmm. or queer pain. Yeah. You, but rarely the twain shall meet. Right. And yet here we have something that's so overwhelmingly joyful. Yeah. But still manages to explore the painfulness of the queer experience. Absolutely. Such a sincere way. Yeah. Absolutely. Thousand percent on all of this. So I have that it is an idiots in love, soft, fluffy rom-com with a side of cozy hand and unlovable hand. Oh, I love it. Oh my God. See? It, yeah. Oh, it's, I don't know why I even try. I love it. I love yours too. We bring different things it's to true. the thing. We bring different things. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now we have to get to the characters. So we must start where we always start. Who are you? And who am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Well, we already started talking a little bit about the fact that, you know, when you have those diaries of the animals, the cat and the dog, where the cat is like, it's day 763 of my (laughs) captivity. And I have discovered the power of allergies must investigate further, you know? And the cat is like, or the dog is like, Ooh, breakfast. Yay. Ooh, walk. Yay. Yeah. Oh, bath time. Yay. Well, like I always want to be the cat. The cat is cool. The cat is mysterious. The cat is a little bit chaos driven. You know, I love cats. Cats are amazing. I am the dog. Like I that's, you know, know thyself. This is who I am. I'm the dog. Meanwhile, meow. Right. And this is why we work, you know? It is why we work. And this is why I am Charlie. And and I am Nick. (laughs) So I will say, I think that I am the direct middle between Charlie and Tao. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm not going to lie. I definitely feel some Tao energy. Oh, there was so much of Tao in me as a teenager. Yeah. I love Tao. I love Tao. Let's just start. Let's not start with our main characters. Let's start with Tao. Tao gives me life. Tao is everything. He kills me. Oh Oh my God. God. Oh my God. So I did, I did a lot of deciding what I wanted you know oftentimes we read a webtoon and then you fan cast it I think I did the reverse of that where I just started fan casting these actors into different queer roles that I want them to play yep and I was like Tao could take over for Ezra Miller and be the Flash be the Flash look Tao can take over for any number of people Tao can be in everything that's ever made ever oh thousand percent but do we not agree that yeah. he looks like a non-problematic Ezra Miller. <laughs> like, thousand percent. Like they're Better having looking. trouble. Sorry, I mean, Ezra. <laughs> they, they are having trouble with that film. Yeah. Slide Ezra Miller out. Slide Tao's actor in. Just like into those DMs. <laughs> slide into the DMs and make us that Flash movie with Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look, oh, yeah. we have a multiverse. We do. We can people do this. can just be other people. Exactly. <laughs> people can just become other people. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm not yeah, saying. Exactly. I'm just saying. saying. Uh, Tao is our grumpy cat. Uh, <sighs> he is just... Seriously, he is my grumpy cat oh, king. I love Tao I unapologetically. He's so angry in the best way. <laughs> I, I can't with Tao. Every time he comes on screen, I just want to pinch his cheeks. You know, I've never related harder to a line than when he was like, no, I want to be mad about this for a little while longer. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Pretty sure I've had that exact conversation oh, with you before. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just, uh, yep. seriously, that's the self-insert character right there. Yeah, God, it's real. But yeah, I do have a strong Charlie influence as well, but I'm not Charlie without Tao. No, and I'm not Nick without Tao. So there we go. A weird combo, and yet, yes, and yet, and yet there's just a, like a little undercurrent of anger in us. Yep. <laughs> yep. In case that hasn't become apparent on the show, <laughs> it's there. Uh, Look, do not being cross raised us. femme, okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't cross us. I have often said that I am Mr. Darcy. You know, my good favor is hard to lose, but once lost is impossible to return. <laughs> yes, gone. Gone forever. Forever. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> How is Mr. Darcy? We've got another casting. Oh, I would watch 
that movie so hard. Oh, it make a gravest mercy. <laughs> oh my God, can we have L, L yeah. in that movie too, please? L as as Lizzie and yes. Tao as Darcy. Yes, Nick can wait. Nick can be Mister Bingley. Yes, Charlie could be Jane. <laughs> we got it. We just want the heartstoppers cast put yes. into Pride and Prejudice. Yes, thank you very much. <sighs> I mean, it's perfect. Ben can be Wickham. <laughs> we got it oh my god this movie makes itself this movie makes itself <laughs> oh my god. this cast is so spectacular they're so good they're so good there the isn't are good one among them i don't love i agree everyone is just killing it a hundred percent do you know who i like Oh my God, who I love. Like, I mean, obviously I love everybody. Like yes. Charlie and Nick and Tara yes. and Darcy and Tao and Elle and Isaac and his book. And <laughs> Isaac's book is a character. <laughs> oh God, love them all. But you know who I love is Tori. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm glad we've got like, we're going to go in this order. To- Tao, Tori. We'll get to Nick and Charlie at some point. We will. <laughs> and I mean, oh, I love, oh my God, that's a tar- oh my God, my precious babies. <laughs> but Tori, Tori. <laughs> our goddamn queen. Oh, freak. Older love- sister magic. Older sister, her just appearing on the panels and the fa- fact that they translated that somehow to the screen. So good. I'm telling you, those actors legitimately just appeared out, out of, of Alice Osmond's head. Out of Alice Osmond's head. Mm-hmm. It's oh, so good. I just, mm. I can't, I'm unwell. It's startling. Do you know how many times I've said I am unwell over the I do. last week? I yeah. do. You said I mean, them to yeah, me. I, that's true. That's a true story. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, Tori oh. is perfect. I'm sure we're going to hit on some of her best scenes because they are highlighted in my story oh specifics, my but God. my, she is a queen. I cannot wait to see more of her in season two. Oh my God. Get into all of it. Nick's mom. Nick's mom. Charlie's dad. Charlie's dad. So Charlie's dad in the comics is not, is kind of a non-entity. I mean, he's yeah. present, but I really liked this addition of him in the show of him being like there for Charlie in this kind of quiet way. I really, curious to see how they're going to work that into the fact that part of charlie's deal is that he can't talk to his parents about things yeah or if if they're gonna change that in the show to be he won't talk to them about it or he can't talk to his mom about it like i'm not quite sure how they're gonna do that considering he seems to be way more supportive than he is in the book yeah that's true although like you know the thing about mental illness that yeah. is so true, and I trust Alice Osmond because in oh, Alice yes. we trust the way in, in Charlie Alice we, we trust. trust. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, is that it's not rational? No, that's true. You know, um, so Charlie's inability to speak to his parents has less to do with his parents. Mm, that's true, and more to do with Charlie. Yeah, no, that you checks know? out. That checks out. So I, I actually like, and again, like I talked about before, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not one of these people who is immediately going to look for all the differences between, no. uh, you know, an adaptation and its source material mm-hmm. to sort of um, try and criticize or anything no, like that, because I like either. when there's some, some difference. Yeah. I like when there's some, you know, and in this case, there's not like, this is, this is in some places yeah. a panel per, for panel love yeah. letter to yes. the medium and to the fans and to yeah. the, the craft itself it's so unbelievably yeah. perfect but 
there are some changes. There are some additions to the Netflix material. And I think they are glorious. I I actually think they, part of this, they elevate the material in a way I didn't anticipate was possible. They elevate it. And I think that I feel so comfortable saying that because Alice Osman made this show. Yeah. So it's not like some new person came in and changed it. And we're like, wow, amazing. This is her realizing more of the potential of the story. I feel like maybe, through a new medium. Yeah. Through a new medium, maybe also in reflection after having some time away mm-hmm. from it. You know, I think there's a lot of reasons why we're getting different things, but I like all the differences, mm-hmm. which I like one of them in our ongoing let's just not talk about the main characters to last one of the new additions is Isaac yes who replaces Alid in the comic yes Alid who really was kind of a non-character no offense to Alid like yeah he just he really had a couple of, of moments but he wasn't yeah, super he was memorable overall a non-character and they replaced him with sweet baby Isaac oh my god he's so cute I just want to protect him with my life I know and Alice has confirmed on Twitter that he is asexual because people were picking that up and she's like thousand percent that that is the case I mean I I have ships I have ships and we will get into which ships are sailing but one of my ships for this story is Isaac and his book he yes he go he has a different book in every scene (laughs) Listeners, that was Steve laughing in the background. <laughs> if the mic picked that up, uh, yeah, that seriously. Was Steve. <laughs> but true, but truly, like he has a different book in every shot he's in, yep. and he—that's all he wants. He's just staying in his lane. He is minding his own business. He just wants to read his book. It cracks me up. One of my favorite moments in the show is when he's. He's lo- he's walking with Charlie supportively onto the field to watch Nick play, but he has not put the book down. Like he's no. present, but he's going to read Gender Explorers, which is what he's reading in that yep. scene. <laughs> oh, I, love- I love the moment where they're playing Monopoly and everybody's yeah. getting all confrontational yeah. and he just kicks over the board and's like, oops, oops. <laughs> the best the best I'm not even convinced he was sick when he didn't show up I think he just was like uh no I'm gonna read this book and let you two flirt yep (laughs) if Charlie's not here I'm not showing up to watch you two flirt he is he understood the assignment every step of the way he's the first person that picks up the fact that Nick is gay hilariously Second person, Tori's the first person. Sorry, yes. let us not besmirch the name of our queen. Yes. Uh, but he just notices, does nothing with that information because nope. he is a goddamn minding his own business king. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Here's to Isaac. Here is to Isaac. Cheers. Cheers. We're raising our glasses. We raise literally. our glass to Isaac. So working our way. Can we talk Tara and Darcy? Oh my God. Lesbians. I love oh them God. so much. So they have a pretty small role in the comic. They're present and they become part of the squad, but they're mm-hmm. a pretty smaller role. The show like elevates their role to such a good effect. Oh, it's beautiful. We it's get to perfect. see them come out as a couple. We get to see them kind of explore what that's like for mm-hmm. them. We're just going to see more of them. And I want that. And I really, really, really love the arc of that story mm-hmm. where we get to see both the beauty of it yeah and the hardship and the fact that this is always a risk reward yeah this is always a pro con yeah 
And just because the pros outweigh the cons, which ultimately, because this is legitimately a joyful show, this is a joyful story. Everything about this is beautiful and dopamine inducing, but that doesn't mean they don't explore the hard sides. So just because the pros outweigh the cons and something is absolutely worth doing Mm -hmm. does not mean that the cons immediately go away. Exactly. You still have to process them. You still have to go through them and we get to see that and we get to see some of that struggle and we get to see that one person struggles more than the other and the other doesn't take that as a personal affront. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, it's glorious. It is glorious. I love, I love their characters. I love the chaos energy that is Darcy. Mm. Just low just key variant, low key variant <laughs> of the episode. Our girl Darcy. Oh yeah. She is so well, wild. It's so and weird. And Tori. And Tori. Yes. Agreed. But Tercy is just such a weirdo and I love her. I love her showing up to class every day. It's just like, did you get your project done? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Not even sure. Yeah. (laughs) I love one of my favorite moments of her is her just going, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to get it done. (laughs) (laughs) I am preemptively opting out of this. love it I love it I love when she does face paint and she just does it all over her face instead of a tidy little one like everyone else I just I love her style I love her blowing the trumpet to terrify her girlfriend oh my god (laughs) did I jump scare yeah yes I jump scare yes I love how she keeps failing and she finally succeeds by interrupting the middle of a like deep conversation And she has zero fucks to give about it. No. She's like, yes, nailed it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Don't even, oh, were you just coming out to my girlfriend? That's fine. But I scared her. Good on you. Good I on still you. got it. <laughs> <laughs> love her. Love her. And Tara is just so sweet and cool. And I love that everybody just loves her. I think that's right? so fun. Like literally all the guys, all the women, they just love her. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what's not to love? What is not to love? Well, Tara, we love you. Yeah. L, we haven't talked about L. Oh my God, L. L. Yeah. I love L. I L. love. I mean, she is a stunner. She's she, so stunning. Oh my friggin' God, she's beautiful. Absolutely flawless way to tell a trans story to introduce this character. I mean, in the comic, they, it takes like a while before they say she's trans, but they're just like she was at the Boy Scroll and now she's here. What mm-hmm. a great way to introduce that! Like exactly. Oh my god, I love it so much. And, yeah. Oh, she's perfect. She's our- her and Tao with their chemistry is smoke show level. Moldering. Oh god. Oh my god. Forever. Yes. Uh. And since we're on the journey of talking to everyone but the main characters first, let's talk the teachers. <laughs> so we really only we really only get introduced to the one in the show, but we know yes. the two of them. I think he's supposed to be because I don't know that he ever said he was the art teacher in the comic, but I'm pretty sure that's who he is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in the comic we get the art teacher and the I want to say I- math science or math stem um, yeah, or something. something like that yeah honestly irrelevant yeah <laughs> not important to the story at all what he teaches but there are these two gay teachers that fall in love in the comic and we have one of them introduced in the show and that one of the major changes of the show which i love is they've elevated his role to being very involved art teacher that's like the supportive place that charlie can go to be safe and it oh i and i love 
I love all of the elements of that. I love the fact that he has a safe space. I love that he has an adult in his life that he trusts. Yes. That he can go to, that he feels safe yeah. with. Like that's something we don't often see in yes. sort of um, adolescent driven stories. Yes. And I think it's missing. I agree. You I know, it's so helpful to see for kids yeah. to see that. You yeah. know who does that really well is A.S. King. So if you're ever oh. looking for young adult fiction yeah. uh, with- well-represented adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A.S. King. I cannot recommend it enough. Her work yeah. is so spectacular. Anyway, off topic. Um, <laughs> we never do that. Never. No, no. totally off brand. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I really, really love about that element of the story is that it is so incorporated into mm. the whole um, aesthetic so like that Absolutely. room is safe. The corner he sits in has this beautiful um, tree painted on the ground. And it's, it's yeah. just this, like little nest that he yeah. gets to be in and feel safe and yeah. invite the people that he wants into it. And yeah, the only person he ever actually invites into that is Nick. Like, you know, oh, just... but there's also a scene where Tao and Elle are going to be safe in that room. Like yeah. that is the room that is safe for the little exactly. queer people. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's so powerful for this generation of like young people to be watching an elder gay mentor character because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know we ne- we rarely see mentor oh, characters. Elder. <laughs> I know he's like our age, right? Like, <laughs> I guarantee he's younger than me, <laughs> yeah, right? But he's still an elder gay. Like, yeah, no, I know. Unfortunately, you know, because yeah. of a lot of reasons, because of uh, you know. Uh, we have lost a lot of that older generation of queer people to things like AIDS to life expectancies being shorter and things like that. So having those queer elders is, is like hard one. And yes, unfortunately that means there's 30 year old, 40 year old elders. Right. But, but that is the reality we have, but having kids be able to see that like, yeah. And see successful relationships and see the way that their life could go in different ways. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's beautiful. It's it just so good. And I love that he gets to express like, here's what I did as a young queer kid. You don't have to do that. Like mm-hmm. I suppressed it. Don't suppress it. <laughs> so powerful. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> as someone who is already at the age of 30, considered a queer elder to many of my students, I get like, <laughs> and as someone who's 15 years, your elder, <laughs> so powerful to have that right yeah 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 yeah, yep so charlie and nick (laughs) save the best for last we did we did our babies god okay i mean i just can't with these two no i love them both so completely so completely some people have favorite character of the two and i don't understand like I, i know i physically can't do that it would be like chopping my heart in half. They're my little precious babies and I can't. Yeah. Nick is our golden retriever puppy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is so sweet. He is so caring. He is yeah. a- absolutely able. His emotional intelligence of this child is so impressive. Uh, God, I wish I had that at 18. <laughs> same sees though. <laughs> Oh, no, I was too busy being chaotic and a gremlin at the time. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I think the way that his actor portrays it adds somehow even more layers to that. Yeah. He is 
giving a masterclass in how a subtle look can convey absolutely your entire heart. Oh my God. Every second. (laughs) I think you had it at masterclass. Like that kid. Oh my God. Can emote with every inch of his body. He is like actually 18. Yeah. He's not like one of these 26 year olds playing an 18 year old. He is a child. He is startlingly talented. Sorry, sorry, 18 year old listeners, but (laughs) your brain is not fully cooked for another seven years. (laughs) At least. Uh (laughs) Dear God. Oh God, he's so good. What is he going to be capable of when his brain is done? I hope that he. I've already told you what I hope that he's capable of. Here's my second dream. Right? Oh I want God. him and the guy who plays Charlie in a queer remake of BBC's Merlin because they are Arthur and Merlin. <laughs> Quite clearly, they are the Arthur and Merlin and we deserve. They are. All of us that watched Merlin and are still mad that it never got explicitly queer. Uh, Heartstopper is here for us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. God, I've never recovered. And Charlie is are so sweet. He's so kind, so loving. Absolutely like the the just uh I <laughs> uh, yes. I fell apart, listeners. What you didn't see was I just fell apart. Like, you know, when you do that keyboard smash and all you get is the letters and <laughs> it accurately verbally. conveys how you're feeling when you can't get the words out that just happened that just happened with my whole face and mouth <laughs> oh my god like yeah but i mean legitimately that is what yeah. heartstopper does is just it it's i just i can't. spent so much of this show yeah sobbing sobbing every time i read the comic every time i watch the oh show my god every minute of this consuming of this just thinking about it yep. i burst into tears just yep constantly non-stop tears mm-hmm. literally minute one the music starts we see the character I was like okay I'll just go ahead and start crying I, I was like why not we're I downloaded now. the soundtrack and the official yes. playlist and I can't listen to them at work because they're tear-inducing it was sad I had 90% of those songs already on my Spotify ah. shuffle which means they can pop up at any time unexpected and now I will cry over them oh yeah and it and it and it's not sad it's just it's so, so oh so my good. god it's so overwhelmingly emotionally beautiful that it's so good it's that feeling you get when you see the cutest kitten imaginable and you kind of want to squish it yeah that like violence that rises up in you it's extremely cute things oh my god it's that sarah anderson comic it's, yes what do you do when something's super cute squee it's really 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 cute squee it's the ultimate in cuteness violence, violence. <laughs> it's uh it's it reaches a level where something breaks in your brain is what it is oh my god <laughs> as someone who uh frequently babysits my little nipplings that is in fact a real thing and you have to keep kids from like i don't know actually squeezing the life out of cats yes. it's like it's this yeah that's how i feel about heart <laughs> yes yeah 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my god like i just <sighs> yeah charlie and that's how we feel about charlie <laughs> yes i think yeah. we played our hands super hard already on our ships but, yeah, maybe uh, a little. But, isaac uh, and that book <laughs> isaac and that book i ship 
Charlie and Nick. Duh. Duh. I, I am really, one thing that is very sweet, I guess, listeners, if you have only watched the show, I suppose you don't know this, but I already warned you. One thing that I do love about Alice Osbett is that she's not even trying to hide that this is a happily ever after and they're going to be together years from now. Yep. We literally get special comics of them together at 25 and 26. And I'm just exactly. like, good. That's Yay. what I need. Thank I you. need nothing more in life than for you to promise me this will be forever. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> let's be honest, in real life, I'm hanging on by a thread, Alice, and I, yes. I need this. <laughs> Lie to me. <laughs> Do we suspect that people who start dating at 15 and 16 frequently spend the rest of their lives together? No. But if you break these two up, I will actually commit some violence. <laughs> Look, one of my closest friends is still married to her high school sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. And they're adorable. My parents were high school sweethearts. They've been married for 46 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it can, can happen. happen. It can. And it does in this case. Yes. <laughs> Charlie and Nick are forever. Now, are they exceptions? Maybe, but it can happen. Are they statistical anomalies? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Did I meet my husband at 35? Yes. (laughs) Was I still busy crushing men's hearts at the age of 16? Yes. At the age of 16. Oh. And and for many years after. Look, but it's not your fault. No. It's your chaos field. That's my chaos field. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be helped. It cannot mm-hmm. be helped. Uh, I also obviously shipped Tao and L. Oh, so hard. I cannot wait to get the second season <laughs> so we get more of them too. I oh, my God. I love the little animation details that we mm-hmm. get for when they start touching hands and you see the sparks yes. or when the little leaves from parts float around people's heads and stuff. Right. But Tao and L, when they fall in love, it's butterflies, like the butterflies in your stomach, but you see them floating away. And there's all these little details in the backs of the shots where there's like butterflies on the board. They're like everywhere around them are these butterflies. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I do love how emotionally intelligent these kids are. Yeah. And I, I realize that that's not necessarily the most realistic portrayal of younger mm-hmm. people. But I people like that as I, have I, have a, and a, I have a niece that's like that like genuinely I, I feel like queer kids are forced yes. to have that level of yes self-reckoning yeah. and self-awareness younger yeah you know yeah. not always yeah as long as they haven't shoved themselves so deeply in the closet they exactly. don't emerge for years exactly yes. but yes. We, let's be honest. We are like the teacher. We are not like the kids. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's, be- it's more believable of a, yeah, I agree. of the queer community. I agree for me. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, of most marginalized identities, I think yes. you have to grow up a lot faster. So we have characters that are people of color and queer in the story. And so absolutely, yep. which are, you know, Darcy and Tara, what a great relationship. Those I two love it have. so much. Yeah. I love how in the show, there are literal rainbows that burst out of them when they kiss. Oh my God. The lighting. It's so beautiful. So good. But Have I you also, did, did you oh, notice there are also rainbows in the sky frequently yep. outside the school? Oh my God. I pointed them out every time. <laughs> That's what, oh, you pointed them out to Steve? That's why Steve rolled his eyes when I said it. he didn't really roll his eyes. <laughs> he was kind of like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Every opportunity I get to point out a rainbow, I'm a gonna. <laughs> a rainbow. Let's do 
there's a rainbow. Do you see the rainbow? Do you see the rainbow on the teacher's lapel? He's learning. There's one. rainbows everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's rainbows all the way down. But I, I especially loved Elle communicating to Tara and Darcy about yes. her disappointment with them. And not like in a harsh way, but just that they tried to set her up without her consent. Yes. Because she was, she, yes, she had these feelings, but she wasn't ready for the change in that relationship because she was already processing so much change. Yeah. Oh my God. The ability to communicate that so clearly and effectively, what I would not have given Mm -hmm. to have that ability at that age. Holy shit. And we talk about this a lot changing by a lot. I mean, literally every episode, but this story will be a script for kids that age. Like I was thinking about that reading the comic there, there is a later on comic where Nick is talking to his mom about um, Charlie's mental health and uh, it'll it'll come back to this in my favorite quotes, but the mom says, you know, your love cannot cure mental illness. I had, I had the language for that. Like I, I was at that exact age in a very toxic friendship. Let's be honest, probably a pseudo queer platonic partnership that we didn't know how to identify, but like real toxic with somebody with bad mental health. Obviously I had bad mental health too, but like I was the supportive Nick Mm -hmm. character in that role. Had I had that language back then, do you know how much anguish I would have saved myself? Like this will be so good for kids, right? It'll be so good to potentially be able to actually provide valuable support by finding resources that can be supported instead of trying to support somebody with with none of those resources available to them. Uh, Well, did we just launch ourselves into themes? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think we made them. (laughs) Okay. So I also shipped the teachers now to themes. (laughs) Hardcore. Yes. I. So yeah, like we're just going to have to camp in mental health as a theme for a while. Yeah, I think so. Who, um, yeah. So, I mean, definitely the, the show is doing such an amazing job foreshadowing the stuff that you and I know are coming because yeah. of the comic there's, you know, the Nick is always trying to save Charlie that's there at yeah. this point, it's not unhealthy, but we know it, you know, in the comic, it gets there, it gets yeah. to a place where they're very codependent and they have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really and love a great job with it, which is yeah. amazing. Um, but there's also a really strong element of fear of change which, yeah. oh my God, did I deeply, <laughs> just, oh, did I feel like deeply, deeply personally attacked? Hi, uh, Alice. Hi, Alice Osman. Yeah. Uh, Is there fear of change and also abandonment issues? Like, oh, what are we yeah. doing? Did I bring this up this week to my therapist? I did. I brought up the fact that you're getting me to read books about abandonment issues. <laughs> and my therapist was like, do you think it's intentional? And I was like, no, isn't it? <laughs> It's not like, but uh-huh. do I need to talk to your therapist to apologize? Like, what do I need to do here? I, <laughs> I should probably thank you. Cause she's like, wow, finally, you got it. You got there. <laughs> Amazing. Then send her a bottle of wine. She deserves it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm on it. Yeah. Oh, but seriously, I did think about you. I did yeah. think about you watching this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When Charlie started crying and saying, does I, do I make people's lives worse? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Drink. If you've never felt that before. <laughs> <laughs> my silence was a large gulp of wine, mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, just the stupid inner emo teen life coach. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Yeah. 
Yes, that's real. So this was a fun show to be watching during a, a depressive episode. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. it was because it's really healing. Like it is. The show is a in therapy, we call them a corrective emotional experience where you get to re-experience something in a positive way that you'd previously experienced negatively. And this show is that, right? Like there's so many things in this that I'm re-experiencing and then it's healing me from them. Like, (laughs) Oh my God, that's exactly what it is. It is, right? Like we're getting the chance to see our teenage years, but they go better. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to get a chance to see what it would be like to have unlocked some of those mental health secrets at 16. Oh God, I hope, I hope that there are children watching and reading this and getting to unlock those secrets at that age. Yeah. Because even just getting that healing experience as an adult is spectacular. I feel lighter after watching it and after reading it, every time I consume it, it, I feel like it's healing a little bit of me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Seriously, <laughs> straight shot do- dopamine, right? Straight to right the brain. Into the brain. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. And it, it, it handles some really hard mental health stuff. It's like I said, it's setting them up in season one of the show, but in the, the comic, the stuff they get to, I mean, we're talking, and this is major trigger warning area of, of the conversation. We're talking eating disorders, you know, body image. We're mm-hmm. talking severe depression, suicidality, self-harm, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And yet it does these in a very healing way. Like, it, this is what I'm talking about. Like, usually it's very difficult to, yeah. to sort of marry the concept of the sort of the pain of the queer experience yeah. with queer joy. joy. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is, yeah, it's that duality is something that everybody lives with. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just so hard to successfully express that in such a limited medium. And I don't mean limited because obviously like this, oh my God, watching this shows you just the depth and breadth that is possible in this medium, Absolutely. but it's limited in that we have legitimately eight episodes of Netflix. I know. Yeah. And like, I mean, we have a lot more on Webtoons, but, but like six volumes is where it's going to end. Right. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not, that's still really fast. Exactly. And the ground that it's covered. I mean, I kind of want to lean into the conversation around consent and assault that happens yeah. very subtly, but still in such a way that not leave any gray area that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have the character of Ben who is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's saying something because he has harry as competition i know but like harry is your your run-of-the-mill bully like Mm -hmm. he is he's so classic we've all met him yeah ben is like next level he's on the edge he is going to be a full-blown narcissist if he does Mm -hmm. not change in the next few years Mm -hmm. like oh my god like like he's deliberately cruel like with the specific intent Mm -hmm. of causing harm yes and he is like wielding his power with violence and the scene where he attacks charlie like Mm -hmm. in you know that he is uh, reacting to charlie's moment of like emotional vulnerability by trying to harm him in this very literal way it's God, I'm like literally curling up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, it's it. chilling. Like it's, I honestly feel bad for the actor. 
I know. Because he seems like so nice. Right. But I don't think I'd ever be able to actually look at him and not see Ben. Listeners, protect this child because there's definite, this guy is going to be getting hate mail like crazy. That's what happens to actors that play this kind of role. And he has a child. So listeners, like just spam him with compliments. Just like, like, let's drown out the noise. He he deserves a job portraying a piece of shit. Good job. (laughs) He adds so much layer. It is hard to make this character not seem mustache twirling. And he doesn't, he makes him seem like a person. Yeah. Like he, he is genuinely an excellent actor. So good. I hate this character. Oh though. my god. <laughs> god. Ben, ben can eat rocks. He can, oh he my can god. drink crystals. <laughs> oh. And not the like sugar kind. No, no. The dangerous ones that are sharp. Yeah. My person. It's it's amazing to have this sh- the show in this comic make me hate a 15-year-old. <laughs> right hate him and he is a child <laughs> i just oh, i keep God. telling myself that this is this is spectacular talent at play in a couple of places yeah that's what's happening here absolutely but, wow God. the depth of the emotion that this this character can i do actually like that he has a bigger role in the show even though i simultaneously did not wish to see his face anymore again yes no offense to the actor uh because it's a great face he's a handsome young guy exactly but i didn't want to see him anymore exceedingly but, punchable by the end yeah yeah not his fault i nope. mean his fault because he did a great job is yeah yes yeah i confused myself <laughs> <laughs> but great job but um i liked that they added more because it gave it gave more into what I think the comic was subtly hinting at about their relationship. It was like, no, we're just going to show you. And I think that's so important because of the script thing, because Mm -hmm. I hope that characters like Ben will make kids better at spotting narcissists like Ben. Yes. Because unfortunately they do exist. And we've all met them. And I don't just mean because I'm a therapist. (laughs) No, I'm not a therapist. And I can tell you, I have met them. Yeah. I have met them too outside the therapy room plenty of time more often, honestly, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, and then we have the eating disorders, uh, stuff, which Mm -hmm. is so well explored. Yeah. And we, it's interesting because you don't see him eat in season one. That's what I was going to say. The way that like, I think if you're watching the show fresh, there's no way you'd notice. No, like, but I, cued on on it every single time too Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god like he's always not hungry or putting the bowl down or yeah they're hinting at it so effectively Mm -hmm. so early like legitimately this whole process this whole show is a love letter it's a love letter to the medium it's a love letter to the fans it's a love letter to the webtoon it's a yeah yeah this is a bunch of people who are really passionate about what they do and exceptionally good at it Absolutely. And it just, it was, we're going to hurt in season two. We're going to be in friends. Just (laughs) wait. I just did my reread of the whole comic and I got to those parts that haven't shown in the show yet. And I was like, Oh God, I'm going to see this acted. (laughs) I, Oh oh God. (laughs) I am. I am going to have to watch this on a Friday so that I can go back to work on a Monday and only be a little splotchy. I know, right? I'm literally like maybe on a summer break or something where I don't have school for a few weeks. I literally, I can't, whoa, it's going to take us out. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. God. But it's so, I mean, it's so well handled. Like his eating disorder is handled with such care and such understanding of how it works and what happens and showing how Nick is supportive through it is, uh, and how Nick is supported through it. Yes. Which I think is so important. And we've yes. talked about this just ourselves about yeah. how like the circle of support needs mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. sort of it going inwards. Yeah. Right. So you have the person who needs the support in the center mm-hmm. and then their immediate circle supporting them. Mm-hmm. And then the outer ring next supporting yeah. those people. Right. And, uh, you know, onwards and onwards outwards so that yeah. everyone is supported, but no one has to support back. Yes. I think that's so important. It's incredibly important. And it's never really documented. That's not Mm -hmm. something you specifically learn like in school Mm -hmm. or in anything Mm -hmm. like that, but it's so important to maintaining your spoons and to making sure you take care of yourself. And like, there are people in your life that you love desperately and who are going to go through horrible things and you, you want to be there and you need to be there to support them, Mm -hmm. but you can't support someone to the exclusion of your own health. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the first things you learn in first aid, which yeah. I know it sounds like a bit of a silly segue, no. but it's a hundred percent true in, you know, your mental health, your physical health, it's all the right. same yeah. it's your health. If you put yourself at risk, yeah. you can't help anyone else. Exactly. Just become another casualty that somebody else then has to take care of. Exactly. Exactly. I, I saw someone on t- TikTok, I think, point out the fact that as we learn to love ourselves, we go beyond that. And we support ourselves because we deserve self-support, not well, just yes. so we can. No, no. I'm just like following up. That is where we start, right? We yes. support ourselves so we can support others. And one day, hopefully we love ourselves enough to support ourselves, regardless of whether we need to support others. Yes. And I think that's Nick's journey in the story a little yeah. bit. Like he has, he does not support himself at all at the beginning. He starts to learn to for Charlie. And I think it's aiming in the direction that he's starting to learn it for himself also. Yes, I think so. And yeah. it's, but it's beautiful to see his support system kick in. Yeah. Because part of his journey as well is learning what an actual support system is. Mm-hmm. Because he surrounds himself with people he calls his friends. Right. And then starts to find out what friendship actually means. Yeah. He gets adopted by Charlie's friends. <laughs> they make yeah. friends together. Yes. And then he also leans on his um his mom eventually. Yeah, and his mom is an incredible sport. But also he does find that there are a couple of the rugby lads who are worthwhile. Yes. And I, I was a little sad that we didn't get they're there. Yes. No, there's like they're te- they're in the text message chain. Yeah. And they're like in the background of the scenes. But we really don't get Otis, Christian, and Sai, who uh, are the three that emerge as the rugby lads who are good people. <laughs> yes. I hope yes. we get more of them season two. That's what I thought too. Um I, I think we will because they're there. Yeah. Um, but I, I want that because I really thought that was such a good thing to see too, was yes, people who are like mildly homophobic, like they're not as actively homophobic in the way that Harry is, but they're, yes. they're complacent. Yes. Um, and which makes them complicit. Yes. Which makes them complicit, which is actually the word I meant to say, hello, wine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's important to put the two together. So yeah. Yeah. Wine and talking or mm. complicit and complacent. I think the answer here is yes. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they are complicit. They're not like active 
uh, instigators, but they're complicit. And to watch them go from that to then becoming good, supportive friends mm-hmm. is something I think we need too. Like, I yes. think we need to see it. So I hope, and I, I trust, in Alice we trust. In Alice I'm we sure trust. she's going to get there. I feel like at a show, you have to parse out the characters slower than in a comic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but it is harder to keep track of them in a show. It just is. Yeah. Can't totally identify, maybe because you're not flipping back as often. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure either. But it's, it's, you can have a bigger cast in a comic than you can in a show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they will widen out as it goes forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I think it's also important from that script perspective to have different types of people be supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having the the hetero jock, yeah, like the heteronormative cis white yeah. guy. Yeah. Lad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Cy and Otis are not. Well, no, fair enough. White, but like but but they are hetero. And then uh Christian is definitely white. Exactly. To get that yeah. kind of that dynamic in there. Um yeah. as supportive friends. It's it's yeah. important for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which, because you don't often, it's, we haven't historically, we're starting to more. So I don't want to say we don't, we are starting to, and it's beautiful. And I want to yeah. see more of it. Yeah. We're starting to get a script for male friendship. Yes. For male support circuits, yes. you know, and that's so important because as, yeah. as femme coded or women, we are mm-hmm. trained in a different way. Absolutely. And so we tend to have stronger, more well-formed support networks. That is obviously a generalization. Yeah. But it is a pretty strongly socialized one, you know? Yes. Um, and, and it is something that, that male coded people sometimes struggle with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they haven't been socialized the same way. They haven't been given the same opportunities, the same language, the same, um, support their own self. They haven't been given that same script. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and to the, almost to the opposite effect, like they, you know, when they start to make those connections, mm-hmm. it's almost taken away from them because that is female coded. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it's so important that that's there. I think Tao and Charlie are important. Mm-hmm. All that friendship is so good. It's perfect. And there's a lot of navigating, like what boundaries and how we communicate and what we yeah. need to show each other love in that relationship. But you're right. I think Nick, um, Christian, Sai, and Otis are important too, mm-hmm. because they're a different kind of male friendship that is equally impactful in many yes. ways. And I desperately love how well it's portrayed mm-hmm. both in the show and on the page mm-hmm. that it's friendship. Yes. Like we have very yeah. specific ships. There's a lot of ships in this show mm-hmm. and in this book. There's yeah. a lot of people that I want to see get yeah. together. There's a oh, lot yes. of relationships that I deeply, yeah. deeply love. Yeah. But Tao and Charlie, not yeah. coded really romantically. No, no, no. Never well have presented been. friendship. Yes. Which I think is beautiful and wonderful and really, really important because for a lot yeah. of reasons, again, yeah. but most importantly, because of that whole argument with the, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, well, shippers will find it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Not if no. you give us good representation of love and representation of friendship. We there is tell. romantic coding and we know it and we know it when we see it. We can tell the difference. Don't <laughs> piss in my ear and tell me it's raining. I'm telling you. I am <laughs> telling you. And it, it really also gets to that there's a line 
that is the more like the most encompassing beautiful line in the comic which is when charlie is saying you know him and nick are strong but he's really realized that he doesn't just need romance he's mm-hmm. like you need other kinds of support too you need friends you need family you need teachers you need yep. coaches you need therapists and i was like yes yeah you I cannot lose all, <laughs> all things to all people and you shouldn't no you shouldn't have to and you shouldn't want to no for your own sake and i love a village man and I love how he's like, this doesn't make us weak. It makes us stronger. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Oh. Everyone, everyone, everyone listening, get a therapist. Please get a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Find some mentors, make some friends, spread out your love and let mm-hmm. their love spread to you. <laughs> I promise it's worth it. So worth it. It's so worth it. Ugh. Network doesn't have to be big. It just has no. to be strong. And it has to be more than one person. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't Uh, make me quote the statistics about how men use their wives and girlfriends as therapists and it makes their mental health work again. But I will if you make me. (laughs) Yes, because that definitely... Definitely. We're not going to say correlation and causation are the same because they are not. No, no, no. But But the correlation is a mighty strong correlation. The mental health does be dropping on women after they're married and raising on men after they're married. So what's up with that? (laughs) And married women have a shorter life expectancy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And not just because of all the murdering. Anyway. (laughs) Was that too dark? (laughs) I mean, maybe a little bit. I should probably point out that I am extremely happily married. Just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I will point out that I don't mean every man murders their <laughs> 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 All right. What's our next theme? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So we've thoroughly covered mental health, you think? Yeah. I also just want to say, I really like in the comic, and I'm sure we'll get there in the show, that they there is an explicit conversation where Charlie learns that the stuff he's been through is trauma. Yeah, Because I definitely see this all the time with my students, with my therapy clients, how hard it is to convince them that the things they've been through are trauma sometimes. So they're just like, yeah, but it was just my life. Yeah, but your life was traumatizing. Like it's the very easy to um, invalidate yourself yes. and be like, it wasn't that bad. And for Charlie, you know, he was literally sexually assaulted. He doesn't call it that. Nick seems very aware that that's what it is because he is a goddamn king and he believes in consent, which he yes. shows plenty of times. But yes. Nick, and he even, he's like, that situation was serious, Charlie. Like you're trying to brush it off, but like, oh my god you yeah know. That's, that's that was not okay FYI. <laughs> yeah in case it was super not clear that was bad <laughs> um, and I think that was really helpful that yeah. Charlie got to hear that because he would have just dismissed it as yeah. it was I him. think validating for his feelings yeah, yeah. I think so too and then to have there's a scene where he's in therapy and he's like I learned that the thing that happened with Ben was trauma and the bullying was trauma and all of this stuff that's happened since then was trauma which seems a little dramatic but it's kind of helping me realize what it was and mm-hmm. I was like yes Charlie <laughs> and I think that's powerful too because yeah I teach uh sex and gender so one of the things I always teach every semester is the consent conversation and unfortunately one of the things that happens is students going oh so I didn't give consent in that situation yeah and it hurts so bad to be the first person who's told them that what happened to them was not okay 
Yeah. 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 As, um, yeah. yeah. Watching somebody's face yeah. when you tell somebody about something that's happened to you. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And something that you've just sort of internalized and moved on from because what other mm-hmm. choice did you have? And, but describing yeah. it in dispassionately and then watching mm-hmm. their face as they react. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. uh, mental health, uh, moment of, uh, yeah. Oh, huh. That, so that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't great. Okay. All right. Well, note to self. We'll think about that later. <laughs> I'll process that in 10 to 15 years. In therapy. <laughs> oh. oh boy. We, wow. We are in the weeds. Should we move on? <laughs> no, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we move on to joy. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Queer joy, queer euphoria. It's so nice to see when it's so beautiful. Oh my God. Okay. Can we just spend the next couple of minutes enjoying Charlie's smile? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, both Charlie and Nick. Yeah. Burst with joy out of their, like every pore. And I mean, on the comic page and on the show. Yeah. It's but it's there yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's shocking. It is. It's it shocking. Is. It is. So much media gets thrown at us. This is so negative and so and it and it's all worthwhile and it all needs yeah. to be kind of sure. you know mediated and and consumed to varying degrees yeah. but oh my god is it ever glorious to balance that with something so utterly and unapologetically joyful absolutely yeah it's just glorious it's it's you forget the balance is so key yeah and I think this this show again I think it's corrective it's not just uh, it's not just balance it's corrective because it, it it's such a good word favors on the side of joy like mm-hmm. there is there is dark there is pain but this is a 90% comfort like 10% hurt mm-hmm, <laughs> story. Mm-hmm. And that's the right, like everyone listen, this is the right portion. Yes. <laughs> Please. This I is what to, we should be aiming for all I of the wanna, time. This I is your template. Their right happiness. Here. Yeah. I want to be a full on voyeur of their happiness. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's, there's so many scenes of them just celebrating being with each other yes. and caring about each other. And it, I sobbed. <laughs> oh my just... God. Okay. Nick giving Charlie a photo of the two of them with the dog. Oh my God. Okay. And how great is that dog? That dog is perfect. Nelly, Nelly. Nelly is glorious. Nelly is glorious. I can't. The way she's just always on Nick. Yeah. So no. cute. I love no. her so much. She's so and sweet. Nick doesn't know it. Obviously, he doesn't even know where he's gay yet, but he is such a game with the wanna come over and meet my dog. Oh my god. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> like, I know your level of self-awareness right now uh, is uh, you know, our round of four, but dude, yeah, killing it. Has game. Excellent game. Excellent G- game. Game recognized game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah. And then just the joy, the joy of him 
giving it to Charlie. I'm wanting to see yeah. Charlie's face when he opens it. And then Charlie's looking at this next thing, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I couldn't, you know, it's kind of homemade. I didn't have a lot of time or money or anything like that. So, but this was one of my favorite days and just, oh my God, I'm dying. Unwell. Unwell. <sighs> it's so good. Are we, are we sliding into story specifics? I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Every solitary date of which many they are not aware are dates. Yes. Is on my list. <laughs> oh yeah. I the snow day. Yeah. The snow day. How about every time they say hi? Hi. 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 Oh my God, you're seducing me, Broadwood. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> our children. And yeah, the I like there are so many good days. I particularly love snow days. So that's yeah. the day he invites him over using his dog. Yeah. But they're just like hanging out and they're having fun and they're so cute. Mm-hmm. But then the like they are so emotionally mature in so many ways and they're still so childlike in so many delightful ways. And when yeah. that snow starts falling and they just light up and they have to run immediately out, like the, the absolute love for life that fills yes. this story is so big and beautiful. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. <laughs> it made me want to appreciate things more. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, I don't appreciate snow enough. <laughs> well, and you know what it really made me kind of reconnect with is that sensation of being that age where everything is so magnified yeah yeah there's every sensation is magical every you know like everything is end of the world like happiness is end of the world sadness is end of the world everything is so insane when you're a teenager It is and that really comes across in this, but not in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. This is not euphoria, right? Like no. this is not. We're not like leaning into how painful it. It's plenty painful. Like they are awkward little dweebs. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's so joyful that it mm-hmm. makes up for the secondhand embarrassment that certainly did happen a few times. Yeah, and I, I swear <laughs> to God, these boys must be Canadian. They said I'm sorry so many times. <laughs> They are very sorry <laughs> at all times. Extremely apologetic. Oh my God. i hug them and be like, it's okay. I love that little conversation they have, which is the, don't say sorry. I kind of want to say I'm going to say do it. it. <laughs> oh my God. I have said that. I've had that yeah. actual conversation. I know. With me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm aware I was there. <laughs> Oh, oh, Lord. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> and so then there's the gay panic at the Harry's party. <laughs> oh my God. That was glorious. Everything about that from, <laughs> from Nick being like told to invite cool people. And he's like, Charlie, <laughs> I'm invite Charlie. Yes. <laughs> to, to him immediately ditching everyone to hang out with Charlie at the party. Like, him only looking for charlie he only has eyes for charlie he doesn't give a shit about anybody but charlie that what if we go somewhere quieter (laughs) sir seriously game game and gay (laughs) i mean 
emphasis oh, on the gay. I know that first kiss is <gasps> so good. So good. I know. Oh my God. And his full, his full on proper gay panic to yes. quote him. <laughs> oh my God. He's so cute. So cute. So, so cute. cute. I, oh, and poor Charlie's like, absolute heartbreak that he thinks he's messed things up because he kissed him meanwhile nick is like i'm in love what's happening <laughs> i did not see this coming and i am unprepared <laughs> no, what do i do <laughs> oh love it love it love it oh my Him, god the very specific detail that he part of his bisexual awakening is watching pirates of the caribbean what a detail the amount of people who have informed me that their bisexual awakening was Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom in that movie I mean I think you can tell there's a generational difference because mm-hmm. of the people who became bisexual via the mummy mm-hmm. versus the people who became bisexual via Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean like that yes there's a generational difference but wildly enough the same genre of movie oh 100 percent. somebody explain this to me is it a specifically bisexual genre? What's happening? Uh, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. If you don't think fantasy is queer, you're not reading enough fantasy. I agree it's queer. I just think it's, it's so funny that it's that specific type of movie. I don't know. Uh, queer adventuring. Yep. <laughs> so be, beware, Pirates of the Caribbean. It will teach you something I about mean, yourself. It does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kira Knightley in a suit. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. 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 What were we talking about? I don't remember. My brain's at a hard reset. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the party. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you Look. ever need to restart a Bronwyn or a Chris, you just talk about Kira Knightley in a suit. Full restart. Factory. I'll do it. <laughs> the wine is gone. The wine is gone. <laughs> the, rum is the rum is all gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we warned you it was going to be unhinged. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is not a story specific here that I can't go into on this one right. because legitimately every episode, mm-hmm. both every- Webtoon yeah. and Netflix yeah. Agreed. was perfect beginning to end. A thousand percent. I just I realize that sounds like hyperbole. But it's not. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> I'm being completely <laughs> yeah. sincere. I'm looking at my story specifics and it reads like an outline. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to talk about the arcade and the movie night and the beach trip and the Paris trip. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> Field <Okay>. day. <laughs> okay. Okay. The beach yeah. trip. The beach okay. Trip. When Netflix actually managed to get Nick picking Charlie, I'm taking him into the water and doing the. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Apparently, the actor God. who played Charlie was legitimately scared he was being dropped. So his reaction of, don't drop me, was not <laughs> acting. 
so cute oh my god Poor Jill. you're okay buddy oh I love I love that though our idiots in love the you know we're gonna tell people we're together kissing on the beach and he goes does this mean we're boyfriends and Nick has a full factory reset because he's like haven't we are, what are we not have are we not are was this not established. <laughs> I love how many times they say, why are we like why this? Why are we like this? <laughs> so such a good question. Because legitimately they are idiots in love. Like they are yeah. bona fide. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. In love. Thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. The V trip is beautiful. I, oh, I love every single moment of them. Just it's, and it's like Nick's way of like, making Charlie feel good because it's the moment he realizes that having hidden everything has been really hard on Charlie after the Mm -hmm. bed stuff. It's not that like hiding that stuff is hard always, but you know, it's people's right if they want to, but specifically because he'd been through the trauma with Ben, he had specific hangups about this. And so Nick, like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just, he also like poor Charlie has hangups about everything on this one because yeah. he had the specific hangups about hiding with Ben, but he also had the specific hangup about being bullied by being outed against yes. his will. Exactly. So both directions, it's terrifying to him that like people would find out. It's also terrifying to him that no one will ever know. And he'll just keep being a secret. And there's so much going on there for poor Charlie. And so for Nick to be like, no, we're, we're going to take this step. We're going to be out together. And then to take him to the beach to kind of give him this real date, their first proper date. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's so perfect. It's, it's so, perfect. so perfect. What is with us and loving uh, these ships where the couple doesn't go on a first date until after they're like well and truly established in a relationship. Why is this a thing? Uh, because like I fully own my idiots in love addiction. Yeah, fair, so I was specifically shouting out our Magnus and Alec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. oh. Or they don't go on a first date until after they've crashed a wedding for each other. Right. <laughs> Look, we're just lucky they went on a first date before their own wedding. That's true. They went on a vacation together minutes after their first date. That's true. (laughs) Now, in fairness, it was written years later. Yeah, but it had no, no, because it was mentioned in the book. Oh, (laughs) true. Okay, it was in there. I'm so sorry. It in fact was canon right away. Damn it. Oh God! Yeah. We've mentioned on the show we're a little bit down bad for Shadowhunters. Right? Look, it's not queer baiting if it's really queer. It's not queer baiting if it's real. <laughs> it's just baiting, <laughs> and I'm hooked. Indeed. Oh yes. Uh, okay. We cannot talk forever about this. We can. I mean, we, we absolutely shouldn't. can. Yes. We can't, but uh, at some point, Steve will make us cut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will start swearing at some point. But like, if you scuttle, put this up on the website. <laughs> it's like, you can't post a five-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so which, which scenes do we not want to miss? I guess is what I'm saying. Oh my God. I just, oh, okay. Um, Tara and Darcy kissing. Yes. At the party. With all the rainbow lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Glorious. Glorious. And Nick 
the look on Nick's face as he looks back on them and is so happy for his friends yeah. being yeah. out. Yeah. It, that moment for me was so beautiful seeing him sort of have that moment of maybe I can do this. Maybe this isn't. And then, you know, like, and oh. then he goes to find Charlie right after. immediately. Like imagine, mm. imagine that. Yeah. Uh, well, we got to, you know, I love a showing up in the rain to apologize. Oh. Ah. So, <laughs> so Nick shows up soaked, completely soaked because he didn't even bring a jacket to, to apologize for running away after their first kiss. And Charlie is like crying and apologizing and Nick just grabs his face and is no, and just like kisses him. And it's so good. Oh. I love and the way they mirror that later. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, I can't. It's perfect. It's perfection. Oh. It is. It's so good. I love that scene. I love their arcade date. I love their milkshake date. They're the show. Okay. I, I just can't. I can't. Listeners, I can't. The show is so good. You need to go watch every second of it and then read every second of it. And then watch it again and then read it again. again. Right. Because you will end up in the cycle that I'm in, which is the, oh no, I ran out of episodes. I better go read the story. And then, oh no, I ran out of story. I better rewatch the episodes. (laughs) And then you'll never stop. And that's okay. Yes. We are here for it. And we are here for you. We're here for it. (laughs) (sighs) I would do a fan cast, but my fan cast is the Netflix show. Agreed. I the I think the only one I absolutely want to make sure we hit on is this newest set of episodes on webtoons, where oh. they are trying to figure out <gasps> how to navigate sex for the first time. Oh my god, I'm loving it. This first of all, beautiful script kids need. Second of all, they are such idiots. <laughs> Just, oh my god. Okay, but can we talk about Nick's accidental game continuing? Yes. With him suggesting Charlie practice on something that isn't a cucumber? I, was it accidental? Because this, uh, I, I think that time was intentional. I think it was intentional, but I'm not sure he was intending to have game. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I think that they're both just thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. The, way, <laughs> the way that Charlie is like, how do you ask somebody if they want to have sex with you? And Tal's like, you're already together. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Tao and L are yeah. like, further along in their relationship uh-huh. conversations than, than charlie and nick because it's like why is this a struggle just <laughs> charlie just how and l at least like they're they're, they're idiots right. in love but only because tau's an idiot not because right. l is yeah luckily there is one less idiot in that relationship unlike nick and charlie right? and tau Ooh, learns quick God. i'll give and him he that does. he does learn quick he does there's something but yeah so they're just like how do we figure this out and then it like ties in really love lovely mm. yes mm-hmm. 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 yep lovely with it <laughs> <laughs> with um charlie's body image issues because he wants to be there but then he's panicking about it and nick's like but i won't judge you and he's like i know you would never judge me it's not even a little about that which no nope. oh. again highlighting it's not rational and yeah, it's no. not about you it's uh, definitely that stupid emo teen life coach yeah that takes resident in the brain yeah and so far the issues have stopped and we we haven't got the, the rest of the story yet <laughs> so <laughs> so we've caught up <laughs> yep are we twitching out 
because we are addicts without a fix. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, it's okay because it's still playing in the other room. I'll just walk back in and keep watching it. Do I have the most recent episode up on my phone right now? Yeah, I do. Have I Mm -hmm. read it like six times already? Yes. Yeah. I have. Yeah. What's the problem? No judgment here. I miss what is the I'm misunderstanding what when you said problem. What are you talking about? Did I say problem? Did we say problem is I don't have another episode? Oh, that's what the problem. (laughs) Got it. Got it. We got the problem. I need the paywall so I can pay to be beyond it. No. But then I just end up three episodes further and still in the same. Still sad. Yeah. 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 It's struggle. The struggle is real. We're fine. We're fine. fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. In the meantime, (laughs) is there any of our scenes that you want to hit before we move on? Oh God, all of them. All of them. Um, Paris. Every scene that Tori is in. <laughs> yes. Every one of them. Okay, but very specifically in the Netflix yes. show when she comes to him to comfort him yes. when he's playing the drums and she's like, you're being very loud. Is there something yeah, specific you're angry about? Throwing something at him. Yes. I think it's important. Just like chucking a something. Yes. <laughs> I love her acerbic support. You do too. When she, when she hugs him and says, you're not making my life worse. Oh my God. I want that like tattooed on my body, like as a reminder. At all times. Seriously. (laughs) She needs to be the voice in everybody's head. Right. She is the emo teen life coach you want. Yes. Oh my God, she is. She's the corrective emo teen life coach. She is the corrective emo teen life coach. <laughs> we did it. We Ooh. solved our mental health today. <laughs> oh my God. And the answer is Tori. The answer is Tori. We fixed ourselves. <laughs> Thank you, Alice. In Alice, we trust. Oh, in Alice, we trust. Oh. <sighs> Glorious. How about you? Anything else you want to hit on? Paris was lovely. Oh my God. Paris. <laughs> but it was also like the epicenter of angst in the story. So many feelings, many of them. Yes. But I love that their little friendship squad is solidified and they become yeah. the Paris squad. I love that the teachers get to have a romantic fling that that becomes a relationship. I love that. I love that Darcy gets to get super wasted <laughs> the night that they promise not to drink. Yes, because that's very Darcy. The very Darcy thing. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I love it. I love it. I love that they're just like, where did you even get vodka? She's like, don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my ways. <laughs> love her. She's a queen. She is. Oh my God. Darcy's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's like a lot more mental health stuff later in the story, but I kind of almost want to wait for the show to catch up. And maybe revisit this conversation when it does. Thousand percent. Okay. You know, we're going to need to. We're going to, we'll be back. Hearts offers. You're not done with us. <laughs> no, no. And we're you definitely not, not done with you. No, you haven't seen the last of us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do you have predictions? Oh God. Um, predictions. This See, is, this is interesting. I mean, it's kind of hard, right? Cause it yeah. feels like. Like, I mean, most of the things that I would even make predictions about Charlie and Nick are going to stay together. Yeah, they are. They're going to get a dog. They're going to get a dog. We already know that. Exactly. Uh, It's an, it's the exact same breed as Nellie. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I don't have strong, like, this is what's going to happen next because I've just so 
completely trusting in Alice Osman that I don't exactly. even feel the need. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. Like I'm not even, I'm so deeply along for the ride. Yeah. I have not put any of my emotional energy into looking forward. Yeah. And there's just like a lot of stories you have the, Ooh, what's coming next, but this one, you're just want to be in the moment. It, yeah. It's a mindful comic. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's a corrective emotional mindful comic. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god is this something we need to prescribe i think it is i'm gonna start <laughs> prescribing uh you know 500 milligrams of heart stuff <laughs> twice daily <laughs> at least as needed <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do not stop without the advice of your doctor mm-hmm. heart stuffer <laughs> may have side effects if you quit immediately <laughs> Do not be concerned if it induces tears. (laughs) (laughs) Side effects may include. Becoming gayer. Falling in love with your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Discovering something about yourself you didn't know before. Exactly. Feeling. Awakenings. (laughs) Overwhelming joy. (laughs) Oh my God. This is so good. Yep. We did it. We did it. We did it. Did it. <laughs> oh God, this is so glorious. Yeah. I'm so glad we get to share Heartstopper with a whole new audience now, though. Me too. All the little kids that get to grow up with Heartstopper. Somebody tweeted that there's children now get to grow up with Heartstopper and our flag means death. And all we had was crying over Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) The queer baitiest of queer baiting. Mm -hmm. The king of queer bait. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. So, you know what? We are grateful for people who make it gay so we don't have to. Yeah. We we had so much less work than usual in making things gay because everyone already is. Exactly. <laughs> Which we know reflects reality much more accurately. Let's yeah, be Yeah, let's be honest. Have you ever <laughs> met a straight person? I didn't think so. <laughs> no. Because if you have, just wait a few years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some therapy. Mm-hmm. Judicious application of a few self-reflective moments. Maybe watch Pirates of the Caribbean and or okay. the Mummy. <laughs> Play some team sports. <laughs> just, just see what happens. Exactly. Roll with it. <laughs> Do you have favorite quotes? So many. Have an oh page my god. <laughs> and I narrowed it down and it's a full page (laughs) oh my god I can this is one of those times where I could just play Russian roulette with the favorite quotes you know just open a page open an episode and it doesn't matter it (laughs) but I think one of my favorite quotes is Tori when um Charlie's asking her how she always just shows up and scares him and she says older sister magic yes oh my gosh (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I wrote down so many lines. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There, that whole conversation in the show, which is similar to a panel in the book at the end where um, Nick is telling Charlie he doesn't want to break up. Yes. Oh, the, I know people have hurt you and you feel like I'd be better off without you, but I need you to know that my life is way better because I met you. I know. Every and person needs to hear that in their life. I think my abandonment issues are cured. <laughs> right? I think I did it. I think it's gone. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And he also follows it up by saying, you're my favorite person. I know. Oh, I'm unwell. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. But like, uh, also we need to talk about Tao and his, nope, I want to be angry a little bit longer. Thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> also the classic, I like Charlie Spring in a romantic, not just a friendship way. <laughs> Oh, a thousand percent. So good. So good. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. And I also, oh. so I already mentioned the love can't cure mental illness. Yes. The show added one that's in that vein as well. The teacher says to Charlie, don't let anyone make you disappear. Yes. Speak of things I want tattooed on my body. Oh, my God. Seriously. I can't. Yeah. Oh. I just, yeah. oh, when Nick is talking to his mom and he's actually coming out to her and she's just like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, Charlie is my best friend. And she says, don't think you can invite him to <laughs> vacation with us because I've already purchased tickets. He's like, no, that's not what I was going to say. And then he comes out and he tells her that Charlie's his boyfriend. And he's like, can I invite him on vacation now? <laughs> no, still no. Still no. <laughs> <laughs> So good. There's another moment in the show. This is an add-on moment in the show. Uh, we didn't really talk about Imogen. I know there are a lot of people hating on Imogen. I love her. I love Imogen. Imogen is awkward and cringy. And if you were not awkward and cringy as a teenager, you can throw the first stone. Well, and frankly, you are misremembering. Yeah, you were. I'm sorry. You were. Yeah. Or you peaked in high school and you need to think about that a little while. <laughs> yeah. Cause sorry, friend. No, that's not good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Imogen is wonderful. And there's yes. a moment when the, when in the show, Nick and his mom are talking about Imogen and uh, she goes, do you like her? And he goes, her dog died. <laughs> His, his mom is so great because she just rolls with everything. Her, her face becomes a like loading screen. Yes. <laughs> she's like, Nick's mom exe has stopped yeah. functioning. I'm trying to make that make sense. <laughs> We're fortunate though in this first season we don't get we don't get any of Nick's brother. Yeah. Speaking of fuck them kids, Nick's brother. Right? <laughs> he sucks. We'll get him next time, I'm sure. Exactly. Because we need him so we can have the best Tory moment. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Oh, I love how she just shuts him down. Yeah, she does. Oh, so good. Our queen. I she is our queen. She there is. is nothing about Tori I don't love. Yeah. Thousand percent. I love the way Nick 
squishes Charlie's face. <laughs> you get more of that oh. in the comic than the show, but he just like smush. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He just loves a lot of uh, face cupping in the show. Yes. That gentle face cup, which is yes. so very cute. Uh, yeah. Shall we talk art? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we've talked about how it's this sort of simple surrealist style, mm-hmm. but we haven't really talked about how that style is used so effectively. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, I, I don't understand. I wish I had a better artistic vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I really do, because all I can basically do is yeah. spew all. <laughs> it's, you know, those like doodles that you do as a teenager on your notebook it's that but dialed to 11 yeah (laughs) that but like more of it yeah but it is it's got the vibe of a doodle in a way like yes it it feels childlike but it doesn't look childish like it no it feels like joy it looks like the aesthetic of being a teenager yes it's it is it's awe it is cute it is beyond cute like but it also so effectively conveys every type of emotion because depression is like this black like shaky kind of lines yes early when they happen and I yes really like that those are in the show yes because that's what it feels like like yeah when I watched that I was like Uh uh-huh I've been there I've felt the black wavy lines that are making everything tunnel vision yes yeah god it's so good it's so good but and then and every like so you get this this black wavy lines around Charlie that sort of make everything kind of focal around him and you get that tunnel vision you get that tightness you get that kind of tension you know and then with Nick even though you can sometimes get those lines around him his the way he's drawn he's so much more open yeah like absolutely you know charlie is sort yeah. of focused inward and nick is, yeah. is his features his 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 character yeah. design is more open and more like yeah his shoulders percent. are back his everything is sort of more right. open and face forward facing and uh whereas charlie is sort of more inward and and a little bit drawn in and and right. so that those lines they don't even though technically mm-hmm. they're just black lines they're so evocative. They're so evocative. And they're evocative of different mm-hmm. emotional states because of the context with them. Right. And then even like between the panels, mm-hmm. you get these little um, like leaves for Charlie and, and Nick. Yeah. That's their kind of emotional connectivity. Yeah. Right? And you, they're not on panel typically. They're between panel. And so you get a face of Charlie and you get a face of Nick and then you get the leaves in between them. And it's this beautiful thing. And for that to be brought into the Netflix show so seamlessly. Oh, that first episode when they, when, when Charlie sees Nick for the first time and like, he's, he gets told he's going to be set next to a rugby lad and he's like, oh, (laughs) damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he sees Nick and I swear to God, the sun shines out of his asshole, you know? (laughs) thousand percent and you get the little leaves around his head and this animation and it's so you get that same sense of whimsy absolutely it's she's like has a minimalist style but yet successfully conveys every emotion in 
small details. Mm -hmm. Everything that is internal in the characters is presented externally in the art. Mm -hmm. So amazing. It is. I don't know. It's hard to even understand how it happens. I and I, it's true because I, I I legitimately can't convey it because I don't have mm-hmm. the appropriate vocabulary. Right. But it is bonkers because you know you get yeah. words you get phrases that you know if I say to you he wears his heart on his chest, mm-hmm. he wears his heart on his sleeve, he wears right. his heart outside his body, like something along those lines. You'll know what I mean. Yeah. And that is Nick. Absolutely. So every emotional state he has. Mm-hmm is very visible right but how though (laughs) yeah I don't I I don't don't know (laughs) it's so great you know because there's no color it's not shaded there is I mean obviously there's shading but it's not like right it's subtle it's very subtle yeah and so effective like there is no misplaced line in the whole comic no it's it's simple the way um everything is fine is simple. Yeah. But it's not. Yes. <laughs> I know it's, it's I was, a completely different style. I was, I was trying to process what I was trying to say, but yeah, it is. It, they're both very minimalistic, but do yeah. so much with the minimal. Yes. Yeah. But one is to do it in fearish and fear ways. Yeah. And one is in cute ways. Yeah, exactly. But yes. And I think also the way that they translate all of that into the show, I I need to, and maybe we can brainstorm here. I need a name for the aesthetic that this is because it's the exact same aesthetic as to all the boys I love before us movies. Yeah. It's this like beautifully colored, the entire setting of the show is cozy mm-hmm. and evocative there's nothing that isn't gorgeous like yeah the heartstopper kids go to the most beautiful high school that has ever existed yes <laughs> like, there is no high school in this world that is this pretty <laughs> yeah it's gorgeous and it everything is, gorgeous. is like the color is is very it's saturated and it's not it oversaturated is. yeah but it's not it's not bright but it's also not pastel but it's like somewhere in the middle and everything is designed to look comforting. Yeah. And, uh, yes. The, except the yes. music block. Yes. So, the music block is where the assault takes place. Yeah. And that place, even though it still has the colors like the rest of it does, there's something so eerie about that room. Mm-hmm. It has those like weird wall cutout windows. It's almost the- <laughs> brutalist in the architecture. It is- it- is uh it's jagged yeah right like and <laughs> the way that they reveal that Ben is standing there he looks like he's fucking like Michael Myers <laughs> like in the shadow and you just see him through the window and then through the other window and then he's there <laughs> like oh my god he's there and it's so weird because everything else is so like red brick yeah. cozy yeah yeah it's so it is absolutely like a warm bath and a hot tea, like the rest of the show mm-hmm. is such comfort. Yeah. And I, I want to know, I like, I want a name for it. Like I kind of want to call it cozy core, but there's also something about the color palette that I want in there. Like there's a, because it is this genre genre of like movie that we have now with to all the boys I love before and heart supper. And I please hope we still get more of these like Me more yeah. because they are visually so soothing yeah it's visual ASMR ASMR. 
We did it. It is because that that's my gentle giant too. Yes. Yes. You're right. The genre is visual ASMR. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. I knew we would arrive at it together. Uh, the power of a shared brain <laughs> coming full circle back to our first episode exactly nailed it. Oh, <laughs> did it we did it we did it oh my god I love it yeah yeah oh, I could not love this more honestly I know I'm gonna probably turn on an episode of it before going to bed. yeah yeah, yeah. I'll probably yeah. the whole season again tomorrow honestly fair why wouldn't you what would stop you not a damn thing (laughs) i may have spent money i don't have to buy the rest of alice osmond's books (laughs) i got radio silence solitaire and loveless and the two novellas that are attached to heartstopper yeah we may or may not be looking at a box set if we can get it like wow i shouldn't be using my student loans this way bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah not steve driving all around the city to find a bookstore that had them in stock (laughs) i heard the saga (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah yeah i mean we'll we have to talk heart stopper again we absolutely will yes because all of our love for it cannot be contained in this episode. No, I can't. Like, I honestly, my poor brain is just stuffed so full. Mm-hmm. Full of love for Heartstopper. Full of love. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, agree. honestly, kudos to everyone involved. Absolutely. For making such a dedicated and beautiful mm-hmm. adaptation of the source material. Because the source material is so powerful to begin with. Yeah. And the fact that it's somehow better. <laughs> I don't right? understand. Like, I just, yeah. I can't. Like, honestly, this is, it is legitimately on par with Good Omens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I cannot think of anything better. I literally cannot think of anything better. If listeners, if there is one comic and one show that you get from us, make it a hard stopper. Yeah. You will never regret it. No. You also then become deeply obsessed and read everything else, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which you will also not regret, I yeah. promise. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> it was for us, it could be for you. Join us. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, what's up next? But we absolutely inserted this in the middle of our schedule. So you already know what's up next. <laughs> up next is Novi. <laughs> Still. <laughs> We promise. promise. It's recorded. It's coming. We did. We We just, we wanted to do this one first. And so we did. Like, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for being a chaos gremlin. Exactly. The sort of (laughs) unicorn is only so ordered. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me because, wow, it brought us here. It did. To our visual ASMR and our corrective emotional experiences. Yes. And our gay joy. (laughs) I'll drink that. (laughs) 
And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading because I'm always reading. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> And you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 